0: blog talk radio
1: radio show on blogtalkradio.com starring the world renowned pet psychic Laura Stinchfield
2: Hi everyone, I'm Laura Stinchfield, the pet psychic. I can hear animals who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I'm excited to teach you and your animals how to understand each other better. Welcome
1: Welcome, welcome, and you can log on to ThePetPsychic.com for more information about Laura the Pet Psychic, tips on animal communication and animal behavior. You are listening to The Pet Psychic Radio Show on BlogTalkRadio.com. You can call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Go to our chat room. It's open. I think I've been babbling in there by myself but you can come and chat with me. Um, I'm your producer and co-host, Aiku Sahara. We have Kendra and Deanna on the phones. And just want to mention that we're having a special videotaping on March 11th, which is coming up soon in Ventura, California. Um, if you have a dog with a terminal illness or are having trouble knowing when is the right time to let them go, you can contact us at petpsychicradio at to be a part of our show and find out uh, what your dog has to say. Yeah. Yes.
2: Hi, everyone. So there has been an Honest Kitchen recall. And for those of you who know that I'm a big supporter of the Honest Kitchen pet food, uh, which is the thehonestkitchen.com is their website. And they voluntarily recalled um, five of their foods. And, um This is actually, like, sometimes people get really worried when pet foods recall their food and, you know, as they should be sometimes. But what I like about the high-quality pet food companies is that they will voluntarily recall a food while others um, who don't really necessarily care too much about our animal's nutrition may um, not recall their food when they really should. So, um, I do want to tell people
1: about what that recall is all about yeah, sure um so the on- um the honest kitchen website they have the recall release, so it has more detailed information, but it's uh, food products that were produced between August and November two thousand and twelve um and uh they were- uh potential to be contaminated with salmonella from Human-grade parsley from one of their um, suppliers. So I think that's that's what the um, recall is all about. But you can read more about uh, details on their website at thehonestkitchen.com, and it has you know inf- uh, information about uh, what to, like symptoms for any infections or in animals or humans, um, and the list of some of their products that do contain that. So.
2: You you and I also read is that they have done, they've already started to, like, I believe, steam their vegetables now or so that um, they won't be raw and they're not taking from that supplier anymore.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. Which is
2: interesting, too. Yeah, they're, like, really trying to correct it so that it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, all dehydrated leafy greens will be steamed to further protect against the possibility of salmonella and other pathogens.
1: I didn't realize that that steaming did that. I know.
2: And then they said all leafy greens will receive a second test for pathogens after arrival at the company's manufacturing facility in addition to the testing conducted internally by suppliers.
1: Oh, good. Well, they're they're taking action.
2: And I that's what
1: that's I really awesome.
2: I really admire the company for doing that because when they voluntarily recall, they don't have to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and the fact that it was, like, uh, the human-grade parsley or whatever. Right. You know, it wasn't, like, some weird, I don't know, some awful, like, weird meat or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, some yeah strange meat they or, got from some weird place or something.
2: Stormy eats the preference, which is, like, all vegetable. That's what he has for breakfast. Yeah. And... And that's one of the ones that was not recalled. I was so
3: happy. That's awesome. That's
1: awesome. (laughs) Cool. Um, So should we take some phone calls? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Our first caller, let's see who is here. Um, We have Millie, a chihuahua that was put down last week. Um, All white, tan, back. Uh her picture is on Facebook. She's 4 years old and um her mom wants to know if the decision she made was correct. It was a possible kidney failure. So,
2: oh my
4: gosh, at 4 years old?
1: Yeah. Uh Inahi?
4: Yes.
1: Hi, did I pronounce that correctly? Yes. Oh, okay. Inahi. Um, tell us about uh Millie.
4: Well, she, like, in January, she started throwing up, and um, I took her to the vet, and her first blood work showed that she was probably going to be diabetic. And she, they kept her at the vet for a couple of days, and her blood sugar went down, and she, they sent her home, and then she started throwing up again and losing weight. And so I took her back to the vet, and her blood work would come come back normal. And then her last blood work showed that her kidney levels were up. And um, last Thursday I got a call from the vet, and they said that that she was starting to get anemic and she wasn't getting any better. And uh, I went to go see her, and she just looked so sad, and I just couldn't see her suffering anymore. Oh, how sad.
2: And so were you, were you with her when she passed away?
4: Yes,
3: I was there.
2: Oh, that's nice. And she was only four years old? Is that what you said? Yes. Oh, that's so young. Um. And so do you want to know, you want to know, like, how she is in, on the other side? And Yes, I want to know if,
4: if she's mad at me for doing that.
2: Oh, it's so sad. You know, a lot of the times they make that decision with you, you know? But it's a common question, especially when they're so young. So um, let me get her, and we'll ask her. And this picture that you posted on Facebook, she's the one in the pink shirt, right? Yes. Yeah, she's really cute, and she's next to her little brother. Is her brother, were they from the same litter?
4: Yes.
2: Aw, he must and be missing her, I think her he misses her a lot. Yeah, maybe we'll ask him, too. Um, okay, let me get Millie. i got to tell my mom I'm okay. Like, seriously, okay. There are really warm blankets here. And I wasn't afraid. And I'm not afraid now. I come to you all the time. I curl up in your arm. And sometimes I can run faster Than I could before And you know I got really sick And the doctors couldn't make me better And they really tried And mom I'm glad I got to go Because I was getting worse And I don't think I could have gotten better you know what I want to ask her is like if she knows why she had to go so young.
4: Did she used to curl up in blankets in your in your arms? Um, yeah, she would always like um hide under her blanket. She loved blankets. <laughs> oh, that's why they're nice and warm. They're
2: in heaven. So cute. Um, let me ask her why she had to go so young is really simple, actually. My body couldn't hold me anymore. I just didn't have a good body. I don't know why. But I have to tell you something. There are lots of kids here. And I'm learning how to be very good with kids. And I think
4: um. Can you, could you ask her if she's met Bonbon? Because bon, that was her her big brother that time. He was hit by a car when she was like a few, a few um weeks before. I mean, after she was born.
2: A few weeks after she was born, Bonbon bon, and was like another dog.
4: Did you say? Yes. And and he was hit what by did, car. Okay. What did you look like? He was. He kind of looked like her too. Oh, okay.
2: Did she like kids in life because she said she's practicing
4: being around kids? Yes, she loved my daughter. Oh. Even though, even though sometimes my daughter would squeeze her too hard, but she loved being beside her and, like, sleeping with with her. Oh, so she's trying to tell you that she's not
2: alone, that she's got kids in heaven, too. Aw, oh, that's Sweet. Yeah, I've seen that other dog. He barked in my face when I first got here. Was he a barker? Yes. (laughs) Funny. Did he bark at other dogs?
4: Yes, he was very
5: jealous. (laughs)
4: That's funny. Sometimes when they say stuff like that, it's just... I think it's more to, like, let
2: you know that that's really him him that's there with her Mm -hmm. than really that he really barked at her. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's a little bit of both. Because he showed me the bed. And he showed me the best places to sleep. Aw, that's sweet. I'm going to ask her brother real quick if he's okay. Um and for all of you out there who have had pets that have passed away that have other animals in the household, it's really very, very important for you all to tell that the animal that's still around that if that it's okay if they see their their loved ones spirits and that if they see their loved ones' spirits, it's okay to talk to them. Because a lot of times the animals that are Still um, on Earth, will see the animal that has passed away or the human that has passed away, and they'll think that it's a it's a memory, or they'll they'll get really confused. They're not exactly sure what it is. So you want to make sure that, like I always tell the animals that, when you look into another being's eyes, that you see like the spark, you can see like a twinkle, like life in someone's eyes. But when when a being's body can no longer hold the spirit, the body will die, but the, that sparkle will, hold, will still be alive and that still has, um, it still holds a space. And so it's important for them to know that and to know that if they see the spirit that it's okay to talk. So we're going to see what, what Bimbo says. Is that Bimbo, right? Yes. Yeah. You know what? I understand she was sick. Sometimes I get overwhelmed with sadness. And if I was a human, I would have cried so many tears, it would look like a sink faucet. But I'm okay because I hear her all the time. And sometimes she wiggles next to me. And she pushes my tor- my torso with her forehead. And I know that she's close. And I can feel her breathing on me sometimes. So I'm okay. It's okay. And I'm getting extra love. Aw, that's so sweet. Aw, thanks for calling in today.
1: We hope that Thank helps you, you
4: so
2: much.
1: Yep. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Yeah, um, be well. Yeah, be well. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> disorganized over worry. Okay. Trying to get
2: um, everyone gonna... organized.
1: Yes. Um. Let's get to um, our next caller, uh, who is actually our very special guest today. Um we have a guest who is an independent rescuer. Um and uh, let's talk to Tiziana.
5: That's Tiziana,
1: yes. Hi, Tiziana. Um Hi. did I pronounce that correctly? Yes,
5: you did.
1: Yay. Okay, great. <laughs> so Tiziana um wise, you are an independent rescuer. And uh, tell us about where you're working out of now, like what city, what state, and how you got involved in animal rescue.
5: Well, I live in Philadelphia and I work on animals from Philadelphia to New York. Um, I got involved with animal rescue, I guess, gosh, a few years back, Um, we wanted to adopt a dog for our ten year old and we went into the shelter and It was just such a sad scene and I just felt that um you know maybe I could help some animals find some homes, so that's where it started really
1: right and uh, what is your current animal rescue operation entail now?
5: Um I get emails or I um work on Craigslist animals that are being offered for free i tell the people the dangers of Craigslist, why they should fill out applications and do reference checks and things like that. And a lot of times they'll surrender um, the animal and let me find them a good home. Sometimes they're actually very interested in finding their animal a good home. Sometimes they're disinterested and just want to, you know, quote-unquote get rid of their animal. So
1: right. I try so, to intercede. Yeah, and, what, and when you say dangers on Craigslist, what do you mean?
5: Uh, free animals can end up in laboratories. They can, if it's uh, desirable, maybe a Yorkie or a small animal, they can either end up um, being flipped, resold to just anyone uh, fed as, uh, you know, to snakes or larger animals used as bait by dog fighters to entice their dogs to, you know, fight for blood, things wow. like
1: that. Wow, that's terrible. So,
5: oh, it's really that. No, A lot of people really don't, don't know, know and they appreciate the knowledge. Some people you know, it's uh, hard to get through.
1: Right. And um and how can our listeners contact you if they have an animal in your area um well, or on hear Facebook. something?
5: Mm-hmm. I also um my email, my phone number uh, soon, we're actually, um, I work with a rescue partner, and our, our nonprofit is pending. So soon, we'll actually have a website and a name and all that good stuff, so it'll be easier. But um, right now, basically, I get phone calls or emails or messages on Facebook.
1: Okay, well, what's your uh, Facebook name?
5: Titiana Valentina Wise.
1: Okay, and uh, maybe you could spell out spell that out for us so our listeners can uh, check that out. Yeah.
5: Sure. T-I-Z-I-A-N-A, Valentina, V-A-L-E-N-T-I-N-A, WISE,
1: And we'll have all that information in our chat room as well as on our site. So uh, people can send a link or whatever if you are interested in adopting animals or if you hear of an animal that needs help and maybe uh, Tiziana can uh, hook you up with someone. Um, so tell us about Spanky.
5: Oh, Spanky's adorable. He's um, about five years old. He was on Craigslist with uh, actually a pointer who, um, you know, I found a home for her. Spanky's in home boarding right now. But, um, At first, they didn't want to surrender. Well, first, the ad was for both pets. Then they wanted to only surrender one. And, you know, it was basically about seven months in the making of getting them both out of this basement that they lived in. It was horrendous. I mean, he had skin infections, an ear infection that you couldn't believe. The vet said he probably had it for years. He'd never seen anything like it. And uh, luckily, they agreed to let me help them rehome them before they were going to drop them at the shelter, and, um, Spanky just needed a little TLC before he was able to get into her home. That's why he's been in home boarding. And we've been, you know, just nursing him back to help before he's ready for a home. And what um, does he terrible. look like? He's, he's beautiful. He's, uh, he's, uh, probably, I'm going to say 60 pounds. He's brindle and white. It basically looks like a white dog wearing a brindle tuxedo. He's gorgeous. Absolutely and he's gorgeous. A Huge pitbull? head. Yes
1: cute.
5: He's really I mean, he's one of those blockheads. His face is just
1: he's
5: (laughs) beautiful. Beautiful. Aww.
1: Well, let's talk to him. Yeah, so what do we want
2: to ask him like what kind of family
5: he would like and
2: and, Yeah,
5: um, I I don't know much about him and um, I don't know if he likes kids or if he'd like to you know, really explore the outdoors or if he'd rather kind of Feel safe for in a home where, you know, he kind of just hangs out with the family. I'm just I don't really know too much about where he'd be most comfortable. I know he loves people, but I just don't know oh. what kind of environment he likes.
2: Okay, let's get him.
5: They're spanky. Hold on.
2: I'm so happy I was saved. Oh. You know I'm feeling much better. When you have an earache, it affects your whole life. I mean, my old people used to talk to me, but I didn't really understand them because it hurt my throat and my mouth and my eye, and I had a headache. But I feel so much better now. I'd like to have more playing games. <laughs> okay. Because I think it'd be fun to play more. And I would like a family who likes to take me out every day. I don't really like going out alone.
5: Oh.
2: I want to be an indoor dog that goes out with my family. I don't really need kids. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, but I'd like a mom and dad. But if it's just a dad, it's okay. Aww. If it's a mom, it's okay too. But I want to find a of home that keeps treats in their pockets.
6: I love
4: it. That's
2: funny. And also, sometimes in the car, I get a little nauseous. Oh, So I would like a safe driver. Okay. I'd rather be in a quiet neighborhood than in a big city.
6: Because
2: so it's hard for me to distinguish sights and sounds. Maybe if he was under socialized when he was a puppy, that makes sense too. Or it'd be like yeah. overstimulating.
5: Yeah. How is his hearing in that ear? Do you excuse me? he's it's his ear that was the worst. Can you still hear from out of it?
2: Is that the left ear? Do you remember? Uh, let me think.
5: I, I can't remember. Okay. Uh, I think it is. I think it is the left ear. Yeah, I thought I'm sort of feeling. But, um, it is the left ear. It is. I remember now. I
2: don't hear that well out of
5: it. Okay. But it's Okay.
2: I hear like a whispering, Mm. but on the other ear, I hear good, Good. and I know the difference because if someone's calling me from one side, I hear them louder than if they're calling me from the other. He's smart that he knows the difference, you know,
5: because some wouldn't. They would just generalize it. Right. Um, Does he miss Rosie, the dog that he was with? Oh, is that the pointer? Yes. Yeah,
2: of course, yeah, of course I do. But, <laughs> oh. but, but Rosie had some issues. She likes to whine a lot. Is that true? Do you remember her whining?
5: Um, She probably did because she was in a basement and she loves to be with people. So now she's oh. in a home where she is part of the family, so she doesn't need mm-hmm. to whine. But I'm sure so, she did because she loves to be with people.
2: Yes, yeah, so one of the things that you can tell um, animals who you have to separate from, you know, from each other, is you can tell them that they can always talk to each other in their heads and in their hearts. And, okay. like, when they look like, like, you know, sometimes, like, you can just see, like, they kind of look like they're sad. And sometimes you can just notice they might be thinking about yeah. their old friend, you know. Yes. You can just say talk to them in your head and in your heart and tell them about your life, you know, tell them about what you're doing now and ask them what they've been learning. Because telepathy works over space and and um and so the animals can learn how to do it with one another too. It's like with animals, their number one form of communication is body language. That's how that's how all animals communicate with one another. And then I say it's telepathy, and then it's voice commands. But it doesn't come naturally telepathy to all of them. It's the, kind of like us, you know. Some uh-huh. of us are just more intuitive than the others. It's the same yeah. thing with the animals. So sometimes you just need to tell them that they can do that. Okay. So Yeah, I yeah. always tell the ones like who have problems communicating with other animals, like communicate with your body and communicate with your mind and heart.
5: Okay, right, right.
2: Finding them. Because then it gets them to think about it, you know. Right. Ah, uh, he's so cute. So so if people want to see Spanky, how do they go about like meeting him?
5: Um, we can always do a meet and greet. Um, if they contact me and fill out an application, we can definitely set something up if they're a good match and see if, you know, it's a hit or if they have other animals if he's okay with meeting them. Oh, can you ask him how he feels about cats? Sure. I think
1: that's important information.
5: <laughs> it is.
2: It is. <laughs> I'm kind of curious about them. Part of me says chase.
5: <laughs> and okay. another
2: part says maybe they're a friend. I'm sure, I'm not sure.
5: Okay, that's how he seemed I
2: think it depends on the cat. Which okay. means like, hey, I'm I'm open to learning to be friends with a cat.
5: You know? Yeah. He didn't seem like he, um, was exceptionally interested in chasing them and he did seem very curious. He would chase if they ran, but most dogs will. So I just wanna know if he really uh, thought they were a lot more fun to chase than be friends with. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, it's sort of like it depends on the cat, and maybe he's saying like the ones that chase,
5: that's the ones, or the ones that run, that's right. the ones that I want to chase. <laughs>
4: oh,
5: he's sweet. He and is a doll.
1: For all of our listeners, I just want to let you know that I posted Diziana's um, link to her Facebook account, so you can contact her if you're in uh, the Philadelphia or you said New York as well, right?
5: New York, New Jersey, Yeah. basically. If I can drive about four hours out is about all I want to drive and place an animal because I'd like to check up on. Them. Oh,
1: that's Beyond amazing. That too
5: far, but yeah, four hours is fine.
1: I mean, that's re- that's really big. So, cool. if you are interested in Spanky or learning more about uh, Tiziana's rescue, uh, please contact her on Facebook. And uh, that link, again, is in our chat room, and we'll be posting that on all of our sites and all that stuff. So, Tiana, thank you so much for being on our show and for everything that you do. Thank you so much. Oh,
5: thank you so much.
1: And give Yay. a health thank you. He said hello. I
5: will. I'll give him a kiss for everybody. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> thank you.
1: <laughs> what a cutie.
5: I know. He was so cute,
2: and his photo is just absolutely adorable. Um, <laughs> You know, I thought that was really valuable information about the Craigslist. Yeah. Because I knew that you have to be worried about, like, people taking them for, like, like, selling their blood transfusions, like, selling their blood and, like, like going to labs and stuff. But I didn't know that people would get little dogs to, like, feed to snakes and to, like, use as bait dogs and, to resell. I mean, I didn't get that.
1: Yeah. I never even think about these things. I think my mind just doesn't go there because it's so terrible. Uh, But uh, yeah, that's really valuable information. And that's awesome that she's educating people about, you know, doing applications and checkups and all that sort of stuff. That's really important.
2: So important. So cool of her.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, you know, her info's on our on our um chat room and stuff for all of you who are listening. Uh let's go to our next caller who is Monkey who passed away. Well, it's actually um Monkey's parent Lee is calling in. Uh Monkey passed away uh, last April and uh it Monkey is a Roddy, and colors uh Roddy colors, okay. Roddy colors, just smaller with an underbite and curly tail. Uh, photo is posted on Facebook. So let's find out. Lee, are you there?
6: I'm here. Can you hear me?
1: Yes. And um, she's a, okay, so Monkey is a Roddy mix.
6: Monkey was a Roddy mix. He was about <laughs> 65 pounds, and he had oh. a curly tail and an underbite. Wow. <laughs> and his
2: pictures on Facebook.
6: What, why are we dog, laughing? He,
2: it, he, it, was, he under, was quite even a character. by others on Pet Psychic Radio's page.
6: Okay, so go and check it out.
2: Cute. I don't mean to laugh when you say you have a dog that's passed away. just monkeys pictures. Oh, so no. A dog. <laughs>
6: <laughs> no, I mind at all. He was such a character. He used to just Aww. do hijinks, he used to steal my underwear. I mean he was just a really funny guy. So I, I laugh because he still brings me so much joy. What an appropriate oh, name for Monkey. Yeah, so, it's funny. It sort of came to me before I ever got him and it and it fit perfectly. Aww. Aww. So you mentioned that you
2: had um that you had two dreams of monkeys?
6: Yeah, well, well, quickly, I just wanted to say that when Monkey was alive, I used to say to him, Bud, I know you can understand everything I'm saying, but I have n- I'm just a dumb human and I can't understand you at all. So I think that he really led me to your show, which I found a few months ago. So I just wanted to mention that because there's a real connection for me between you and him already. Um I but, that. Yeah, and then so in the last two months um, – you know, I used to say to him, if you want to come back, like you know, he's my little soulmate. So I would say, if you want to come back, like you're always welcome to come back, but I don't want you to feel like you have to. So in the last mm-hmm. month, I had two dreams about him where he was alive, and I and I saw him, and I thought, wait a minute, but you're dead, but you're here, and and I woke up remembering those dreams, which I always sort of put more weight on. So I thought and maybe he's ready to come back, or he's trying to tell me something about that. And, and so uh, was
2: he? was did he look like? A, did he look like another dog in your dreams, or
6: what? No, no, he, in fact, one of them was last night. And it, and the first thing I thought when I woke up was I got to call Laura today.
2: <laughs> oh, how so, cool is that? Okay.
6: Okay. Let's get last, monkey.
2: And I, I think that's like the really important thing to know too is like, you know, some people just think like, oh, those are just dreams or, oh, maybe that's just me. But, but th- what they do, it takes a lot of energy for them to actually come into a dream. But what they have to do is come into a dream. Right. And, Erase your unconscious clean, and then put a dream that makes sense, and then wake you up, or um, take an existing dream and put themselves in it, and then wake you up. And I think that's amazing that you did wake up and remember it because that was him sort of waking you up, so you would remember it. Right. Um. Um. Okay. Let's get monkey.
6: Yeah,
2: yeah I'm coming back. Oh, great. But mom, you have to be patient. <laughs> My least favorite thing. Because it's been terribly hard. Oh. I mean, I'm having such a hard time. Oh. There aren't that many ways back. Wow. The thing is with it, I want to look just like me. (laughs) And I found one that looks like me, but I'll be more white. Oh. And I'm not sure if I want to be white.
6: You think I'd look cute white? I, I think he would look cute anyway. he wants to look, absolutely.
2: Yeah. And it, what's interesting about that, right, is, like like, they do. Sometimes they try really hard to find this way back. But sometimes behind that, there's, like, this whole, you know, higher power that's orchestrating it that he might not even know.
6: So, mm.
2: you know, like, even though he can't necessarily find the way back, the way back might already be planned out. It's like mm. us and our lives. Sometimes we have a fate that's already planned out and we don't even know it and we're just, you know, fumbling through life, right. trying to make everything work. But
6: so... Oh, um, uh, I... The only thing I wonder, and it, it just that concerns me, is that I used to say to him, you know, just I, I just adored him so much, and he had a lot of um, he had a, abuse in his face, so he was, his face is a little bit broken, but I used to say to him that I just thought he was the most handsome, you know, man on the planet, and so I wonder how much of him wanting to look like himself is him responding to me, just loving how much he, you know, what he looked like. Do you think that's part of it?
5: Oh,
2: maybe, but we can tell him
6: he's going to be handsome
2: no matter what he looks like, you know, because like, it's the spirit that's that makes his body look handsome. <laughs>
6: Yeah, I don't want him to feel like he has to look like that. It would be great if he came back as a Rottweiler, but he doesn't have
5: to. Okay.
2: What about a white Rottweiler? <laughs> Do they exist? Or Well, I think that what he's saying is that, like, he'll have some Roddy in him maybe, but he's going to be white and have some markings
6: on okay. the white.
2: Okay, it's interesting great. that he thinks that he can find – Okay, so this is this is the other thing that I that I that I really believe. The people who are like you who say, you know, come back if you want to come back, like come back if you're ready. Like I'm not desperately needing you back. I can't like not survive without you. But like the people who just sort of let it go and say, I would love for you to come back, like whenever it's in your time, those animals when they're looking for a way to come back, their most important, they're, mo- they're pretty much their most important, well, one, that they'll be able to cross your path, but also that they're healthy and that they're, right. you know, going to be born in a situation where they're not going to have any abuse. And right. so, you know, he might have found a situation like that that is that where he would turn out white, you know, or a little bit white. But, right. You know, things can change. So I always say, like, that's not really set in stone. It can always change. But but it's interesting that he sort of feels like that that really could be.
6: Right. And when he says, like, he's having such a hard time, it's terribly hard, is he talking about in general or talking about coming back?
2: He's talking about coming back. They give me the okay. sense sometimes of, like, well, not all of them, but, like, it, not all of them that are coming back. But for him, it's like it reminds me of, like, um, um well, this old show actually I watched when I was a kid with like these hedgehogs, but it's like it's it's like there is this you know this this huge place in heaven, and then there are like these like tunnels or something that come back to earth, mm-hmm. and he can kind of like he's up in heaven right, and he's exploring, and he can see all these tunnels back to earth, but only a few of them will actually lead back to you, and only some of them will lead back in in healthy ways. And so he's like having a hard time finding like the best way to come back to you, but he's not having a hard time in heaven. He's having a great time in heaven. So I'll have him oh. say that. Okay. No, heaven is good. Heaven is the kind of place where all your wonders come true. There are trees here with hamburgers. <laughs> and if you jump high enough, you can get a hamburger off the tree. That's hysterical.
6: <laughs> that's so funny. <wonderful. laughs> I didn't really feed him hamburger, but maybe he desperately wanted it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I
2: definitely feel like a hamburger patty. Did you feed him something that looked
6: like a hamburger patty? No, I never did. We're we're kind of vegetarians, so maybe he was just desperate for more meat. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Maybe that's
2: why they grow on trees. Right? <laughs>
6: Well, he certainly likes That's to jump, funny.
2: Though. that's why they grow on trees there. Oh, how funny is that? <laughs> oh, my
6: God.
2: That makes character. sense. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, my
0: goodness. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Monkey is hysterical.
2: Oh, it's yeah, a he's
6: he's, he's uh, a character, aw. I will say. Aw. Okay, thank you, I, uh, Thank
2: you. I it's really important for you to just trust your instincts and trust your intuition on this, because I really feel like you're going to find him off your own instincts. Okay. And uh,
1: definitely call us back. If uh, you find, you find monkey.
2: I will
6: definitely. Thank you guys so much for
1: what you do. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Monkey is so cute.
6: I know. And seriously, that he,
2: that he, um, Put hamburgers on trees because they're vegetarian. Like I think that's hysterical. <laughs> that's the funniest thing
1: I've ever. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds like something Ventura would do or say too. I think that's why know, I'm connecting right? with well, him well,
2: so much. He like, Ventura likes
1: bananas, so he's gonna be up All right, let's quickly go to our next caller. Uh we have Beck with an update on Rose and Panda, the two uh kitties who had called in previously um Panda is a one and a half year old male orange uh who moved to a new place and he's still meowing even more so oh. let's find out what's going on Beck tell Hi. us uh yeah, tell us what's they're uh meowing more Panda's meowing more right now.
3: He sort of stopped for a while um, after I told him that I'm... Because last time it was about him being concerned that he would... um, He needed a new scratching post to be high, he said, um, up high. But um, I told him that it's coming and he stopped for a while and then he's just getting worse and worse and I have no idea what he wants. And he sounds really frustrated. He makes these frustrated noises and I feel really bad because I don't know what he wants. So I was hoping to um, figure that out.
2: Okay. And so, did you? Did you? Did the the scratching post come eventually?
3: I haven't got it yet. Um, it's a matter of money at this point, but um, very soon. And he knows that. Like I swear, like I've told him ten million times. Oh, um, okay.
2: And did you? Tell yeah. me, Did you ever? I don't remember if you told me the last time if you had some blood work done on him, did you? No, I haven't. I would run blood work on him because meowing sometimes can be, in my experience, meowing can be hyperthyroidism, kidney problems, Uh, or heart problems. And sometimes, sometimes they can have those medical issues and they don't know they have those medical issues, and so they just feel, like, anxious, and so they say these other reasons of why they feel anxious. Like, it reminds me of, like, when I've drinking like, way too much caffeine, and I'm, I'm, like, totally feel anxious, and sometimes I'm just, like, irritated at people, but I'm not really irritated at people. i am just had too much caffeine. But sometimes you can think you're irritated at people, you know? So, um... So I would definitely pull some blood on him just to rule out anything medical. And but let's get him and ask him. So but you guys have moved and he's just meowing all the time and he looks frustrated. And why? Right?
1: I think we just lost Beck, but maybe we can still talk to uh, Panda.
2: Yeah. Okay. The, those Panda.
1: calls got dropped. I don't know how.
2: Yeah, and Panda also for the listeners is also on our Pet Psychic Radio page. And uh, pandas Curled up with the guitar
6: <laughs> okay, So
2: cute Yeah I have been meowing It's like a bunch of things Sometimes I feel like I just need more attention Sometimes I feel really hungry Like ripping my stomach hungry and other times I'm forward. And other times I feel like my legs are cramping. Like my back legs cramp. And I'm not really sure what it's all about. I think I need a massage. Huh. I think that maybe even Panda could do with a chiropractor.
1: Bec,
3: are you hey, back? I'm
2: back. Okay, yes. oh, great. Oh.
3: Sorry. Yeah, um, I don't know what happened.
2: Um, yeah. So um we were saying that Panda said that uh, sometimes his legs are cramping. Um that sometimes what did he say? He has a stomach ache. Yeah, and I heard it. Um it, oh you I did. just
3: Good. um
2: so yeah. I was saying that maybe you should get him looked at by a chiropractor as well and maybe see if he's out of alignment because if he is out of alignment, that could cause well could cause the stomach issue, it could cause the body cramping, and it could also cause like the anxiousness. Okay. Um could the stomach hurting? Could you tell him that he
3: needs to lose weight for his health and that's why he's getting different and maybe less food and I just want him to understand that but I also don't want
2: him to be hungry. So can you just tell him that I'm working on it? Yeah, can you feed him maybe, like, canned pumpkin or canned squash? Will he eat that? Because that, he could eat as much as that as he wants, and I wouldn't put any weight on him.
3: Oh, really? I haven't tried that before.
2: Yeah, if he a good eater, he could eat that. And then also, like, put him on the raw food diet or selling Chewy's or the Honest Kitchen, because those foods he can eat a lot of, too, and they won't put weight on him. Sometimes the foods with grains will kind of chunk them up. Yeah, I'm trying
3: to find one like that for Australia, Um, those food companies. I wonder if maybe
2: Origins. Origins is New Zealand. Do you think they sell to Australia? Oh, probably. I'll look. Yeah, origins. They're they're a dragon. They're food. great.
1: It's spelled yeah. O R I J E N S.
3: Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Um I just want to make sure that Panda understands. I don't want him to feel like I'm I don't know, not feeding him to be mean or something.
6: Okay.
2: Well man, the problem is I'm bored. I don't have enough to do. I think that we needed to do more together. Can you take me outside? Oh, yes. Tell him that I'm getting him a harness to go
3: outside safely.
2: Let's do that soon, mom. Aw. <laughs> I-
3: <laughs> I- I'm so glad to get that out.
2: Give us a call back and let us know if you run a blood panel on him and if you take him out. Give us a call back and let us know how he does.
1: Okay. And uh, and take pictures, too. (laughs) Thanks for calling. That's so cute. Uh, That would be awesome to get some photos of Panda and Beck in Australia outside. That's cool. (laughs) So cute. (laughs) Okay, uh we're running out of time, so I want to quickly get to one more call, um which will be Rachel who rescued a Weimaraner, uh, purebred out of the pound named Annie. Um so let's talk to Rachel about Annie. Hi Rachel. Hi.
0: Hi, thank Hi. Thank so, you so tell us first. Okay, so I impulsively and I'm not an impulsive person. Ended up at the Downey Pound and immediately decided I was taking this Weimaraner, and we've been together for three months. And I, great, I kind of wanted to maybe get an insight of her life before how she ended up there. And okay,
2: yeah. And is she small or what? What? How she big is. is she?
0: She's she's, she's a petite. Uh, she's petite. Her okay.
2: Weimaraner. Okay, let's get her. I'm still a little scared. Uh Uh-huh. Sometimes when I close my eyes, I see my old people jerking me. Well, my new mom is really nice. And sometimes I still hear the banging of the – it's like the banging of the um, kennels at the shelter. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not dog aggressive. I'm just wait, really did, wait, did, wait, did you just, did you know I wanted
0: to know if she was dog aggressive? Yeah, yeah I did or know. Just,
2: I did know that. Oh, okay. Um, she's not, yeah. She says she's not dog aggressive. She's just very scared. Mm-hmm. I'm really scared around anything different. I need help understanding new situations. She looks to me really timid. Does she crouch and tuck her tail a lot? Um, she's doing so much better. I felt like the first month I had her,
0: I kind of felt maybe she was kept in a puppy mill, but the first six weeks I felt like I had Helen Keller and I was Ann Sullivan, and she had no sense of the world. Stairs, oh.
2: everything was just a totally new experience. Yeah, yeah, um, I can see that. She's still having a little bit of post-traumatic stress, too, from the kennel or from, and from her old plays. Um, uh uh-huh. So one of the things that's really going to benefit her, because she says she's not dog aggressive, but I can really feel her fear. And the only thing that, that I worry about is when they say they're not dog aggressive, but they say they're fearful, is that they get fear aggressive. Uh-huh, and and so, then all of a sudden. and so one of the things that we want to really teach her is those calming signals. Now, calming signals are body language. And I'm going to tell her at the same time, too, and all the animals that are, are out there listening um, that calming signals are body language that animals use to calm themselves, communicate with other animals, and sometimes they use these calming signals to communicate with us as well. And some of these signals are blinking of the eyes, licking the mouth, like licking their own mouth, yawning, looking and looking away, stretching, like that yoga down dog pose or play bow, we call it, um, uh-huh. sitting down, lying down, coming to you at an arc or coming to another dog dog to sniff their rear in an arc. We love these signals. We want to see these signals all the time. Lack of calming is what um, people who have fearful animals or uh, aggressive animals might intuitively already know. It's closing of the mouth, staring, either staring off in the face. She stares a lot. She stares a lot at me. Okay. And staring, um, body getting stiff, leaning on the front paws, and then from there it can go into any kind of fear shake or fear retreat, or it can go into any type of aggression like snarling, lunging, barking. And so what we want to do is whenever you see her stare, you want to redirect her and teach her to calm herself. You can actually blink your eyes when she's staring Uh so that she mimics you and blinks her own eyes, or you can look away, or you can yawn. Um, Or you can actually put like a piece of treat or something in front of her nose and actually teach like a look at me or a look away where you take the treat and put it in front of her nose and then bring it up to your eye and do like a look at me or just move it in an arc and get her to look away and say, good, look away and then treat her. Um, And then start praising her whenever she does the calming signals. And what that does is it teaches them, it makes them think like, huh, why am I getting praised or Oh, I just did the lick or I just did the yawn and oh actually I feel better. And once they can learn to, to calm themselves, then they can start looking at those signals and other animals to start communicating with the other animals, but it first starts within like us. So uh-huh. um so let me see what she says about the calming signal. I already know them a little bit. She I does. do them. Uh Uh-huh, she does. But but sometimes it's hard to swallow. I have such a hard time swallowing. And that is, um, she's holding her breath, you know, so she's, like, having a hard time swallowing because she's so scared. So um, sometimes it's when they need an adjustment, too, which having her adjusted is not a bad idea also. You know, like, um, when my
0: hand gets close to her private area, she growls. I didn't know if, like, she was manhandled, like, used for puppies, and if there's just trauma there still.
2: Is it just her private areas or when it's back around her rump, too? A, a little
0: bit around her rump, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What happens when, when animals get fearful is they clamp that tail down, or if they're docked, they still clamp their sub. And uh-huh. that creates pain in the whole back end. And when I was learning animal training and the Tellington Touch from Linda Tellington-Jones and her instructors, um, we, one of the first things we learned is that sometimes it's harder to touch an, animal on the rear, an aggressive animal on the rear end or a scared animal on the rear end than it is to put your hand in their mouth. Uh-huh. So um, because they're clamping the tail so much, it, it, it hurts so um, I'll ask her why but I would get her adjusted and start like massaging her whole body and if you can okay. look up the telling to touch and start doing the telling to touch from her from her head all the way down her body okay I'll do that I don't like my bottom touched it feels tight and it's also just not comfortable for me <laughs> So uh, she needs to get over it. I'm going to tell her she needs to get over it. And that she needs to lick and yawn and blink her eyes. And for all of you out there, too, when you're stroking an animal, it's so important to stroke the animal, like, like slowly, number one, and, like, do, like, long, conscious stroking. So from, like, the head all the way down to the butt or from the butt all the way down to the to the toes to the paws. And what you want to do when you're stroking very, very softly, if you want to watch their facial expressions, if they turn and stare at you quickly or if they freeze all of a sudden and close their mouth and stare off into another direction, you have just hit a place that is painful. And a lot of people will say to me, my animal bites me. It is unpredictable when I'm petting them. All of a sudden they bite me. I say this no, that's not possible. They always do some sort of sign. You're just missing it. It might be fast, but people are missing it. So if uh-huh. if you watch and you see that mouth close and they freeze and and it's and that's a pain spot. Okay. okay. And w- um, was she abused you know in her
3: previous
0: you, life? What'd you say? Was she abused
2: before I got her? Um, so she. I keep seeing somebody jerking her at the collar.
0: Yes. Okay. Because I, 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 my thought was someone jerked her a lot.
2: I promised her I wouldn't uh, hit her. Yeah. But. Yeah. And I, putting a harness on her would be good to get something away from her neck. Oh. And then, okay. And then also, what's really great for animals like this is just—I mean—well, doing any type of positive training where they build their confidence. But also obstacle courses, like agility courses, just okay. to get them in their bodies and moving their body and thinking about where they Feeling
5: have to play. Really careful and, and fun. And, yeah. yeah. Thank you so, so much Sorry more. to cut you
1: guys off, but um, we're running out of time. So, Rachel, please call us back. Uh, let us know uh, what's going on with Annie in the future. And now it is time for Words of Wisdom.
2: Where's
1: the wisdom? Who should we do? Hi, your pick. Actually it's not my pick. It's supposed to be Storm King's pick, but he's uh not being a good producer. Come on, Storm King. Stormy, honey. Stormy. <laughs> this is this segment is produced by Storm King, Laura's uh <laughs> Stormy. Shepherd.
6: Stormy's fast asleep. Oh. I can't even wake him up.
1: Storm King is fast asleep. <laughs> he's not producing
4: the segment today. <laughs> Um, it's so funny you even shook him. I was like, "Oh my God, is he dead?" You know what happened? But he's not, thank God. I was like, <laughs> "You know <laughs> what?" Can we talk? i to
2: off the air. Um,
1: <laughs> Let's ask Ventura from heaven. Ventura is oops. my Dalmatian.
2: Okay, Ventura from heaven. Because I, he's he
1: been kind of coming over and uh, visiting me recently, so maybe he has something uh, important to say to the world.
2: I want to tell my mom something. I'm really happy about her new life. And I just want to tell everybody, if you don't like your life, change it. And then it will get better. (gasps) It won't get better if you keep complaining. (laughs) You just need to change it. And when you change it, put a smile on your face. That's what my mom does.
6: <laughs>
2: and Aww. you know what? That is? Great words of wisdom. And that it is. does, it does. Like really, that is what you do,
6: <laughs> right? Well,
2: thank you.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Ventura. That's really sweet. He's been really visiting me a lot lately, so that's awesome. Um, Laura, is there still room left for your course on March second?
2: There sure is. So um, everyone, I'm teaching a course online on LearnItLive.com, and uh, I'm going to post the link on the Facebook page and um, on my website, and um, it's, it's a really neat system. You can come on with your video and raise your hand and come on with just chatting or just your voice. And it's just, a course, on asking any question you want about animal communication or the psychic world. It's pretty much just open for any questions that you have. Um, and it's $15 for the hour. And uh, it's going to be a great time. So um, cool. So, come and join us.
1: Yeah. So that information is going to be on um, our page also on thepetpsychic.com for everything. So you can um, find all that information on our website. Also, I just want to quickly mention March 2nd, also in Pasadena, there's an Animal Advocacy Museum opening. So I'll be posting that info on our uh, Pet Psychic Radio Facebook page. Uh, until next week, just go to thepetpsychic.com and then we'll see you all here. Um, and uh, like us on Facebook, Pet Psychic Radio, and follow Laura on Twitter and
2: at the the word. Oh, and get our uh, on iTunes. There's a podcast on your iPhone and iPad called Podcast, and you can subscribe to Pet Psychic Radio through that, and it's free and it's real easy to listen to Pet Psychic Radio on your iPhone or iPad. All right, see you all next week.
6: Talk to the animals. Talk Bye, Bye. to the animals.